Welcome to Fumpale Podcast, where we are unpacking opinions and changing destinations. I am your host, Shirley Altidore, where each week we will chat about how to rise strong out of all types of obstacles that come with relationships. Through personal life experiences and discussions ranging from infidelity, trust, forgiveness, sex, heartbreak, self-love, and so much more. I am passionate and obsessed to provide guidance to every woman to create a better life. Let's dive in, pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. With me, your virtual girlfriend. with a global presence, an international entrepreneur and founder of Super Confidence Coach, specializing in empowering business women to reach their full potential through confidence and achieving a balance between business, life, and relationship balance. She she is recognized in the top 1% of all women's confidence, mindset, and business coaches in Australia, an international motivational speaker, and an author of six eBooks, and one co-author, published book, and a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. Martha, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you so much. I'm excellent. How are you? (laughs) I am doing well. Of course, I'm always happy when all our guests are on the show. So again, many thank yous for coming on the show. It's very much appreciated that you're coming here to share your story, how you went from basically tragedy to triumph to where you are today. So I'm going to pass you the mic. If you can tell the listeners a little more about yourself, who you are, what you do, add to the, you know, put some sprinkles on the ice cream, and then we'll start with your story. Sounds wonderful. Everyone will be in for a trip. (laughs) I have such a colorful life that I cannot wait to share with you all. My name is Martha Mock. I'm now as known as the super confident coach, but I wasn't always like this. I was someone who was in silence for over 30 years. Someone's that who'd been told that I was not worthy. I should just put my head down and just be the woman, the sister, the wife, the daughter that the society wants me to be. I refuse to do that. After being in silence for so long, For the last few years, I reclaimed my voice. I always thought that I was confident. I own a very successful makeup business that allows me to travel around the world and meeting amazing people. But that's just on my outside. I have this, what people call the entrepreneur mask. A mask that I carry on so dearly, so heavily. Every single day, I feel less and less breathless. I feel like that the whole world is on me. I have to pretend to be successful. I have to pretend to be happy. And on the inside, I was rotten. I was lonely. I was guilty. And I was scared. And I was the greatest pretender. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful on my 40th birthday, I finally took the courage to step out from a 19 years abusive marriage. It is the first time that I allow myself to explore who Martha truly was. That girl that had been bullied at school since the age of six. That girl being sexually molested by someone she trusts, but she was too scared to tell people. And the hardest thing for me to admit was having a husband that constantly steal money from me, that constantly told me that I was worthless. The sentence that hurt me the most was when the moment that I asked him, why are you treating me this way? He said that I wasn't even worth a pile of dirt. That was the moment I realized I need to do better for myself. On my 40th birthday, I asked myself, Martha, living on to 60 years old was already enough. Because my life had been so colorful, I don't want to live more than 60 years old. And I said to myself, what do I want in life? I only got 20 years left, which is not a lot. Mm -hmm. What do I want? And 
I look into the sky and I said, I want to be happy. I want to be free. So I make the decision of I need to leave this marriage. I need to find my sense of belonging again. I need to find my safety, security, and that sense of belonging. Not something that I'm belonging to someone, but belong back to me. I need to find me. So after my birthday, I have a surprise party with my friends. Mm -hmm. And then I flew to Brisbane to work the next day. And you know, I I have to, Martha, I have (laughs) to let the listeners know because, you know, they can't see us, but they can hear (laughs) us. But you are not the first to cry. And this is why it's so empowering for me when people share their story, because, you know, even though you all healed, but Mm -hmm. it's still talking about it and it, it still brings back those memories. And I always say there's nothing wrong with tears. You let it out because it's you letting it's you letting you know that you still have life in you and you letting those emotions out. Martha had a little, you know, her eyes were a little red. <laughs> she was getting a little watery eyed. So it, it, it made me emotional whenever I see my guest oh. crying because I'm like, oh, OK, go ahead, Martha. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's lovely because um I went for a stage that I could not cry more than 30 seconds. And that was the most painful experience that you got all this emotion battle inside of you, Mm -hmm. but you can't express it. So these days, I actually look at having tears as a blessing Mm -hmm. because I can finally let myself out. I can finally feel my calling again. So on my 40th birthday, after my trip to Brisbane, I come back home and say, And he was chucking a fuss again, breaking things around the house like usual, Mm -hmm. chucking wine bottles at the glass. And I'm like, okay, that's enough. If you think that I'm not worthy, it's time for us to go our separate way. And that was the time that I truly put my foot down and say, that's it. Enough is enough. Mm -hmm. I started hiding money. Uh, at my friend's place, putting it under the, the car carpet. And I even put money under seven boxes, inside seven bags. Don't ask me how I, but he still was able to find it. So when I was leaving him, I was almost left with nothing. Nothing more than a few hundred dollars in my bank account. Mm-hmm. I have a cat. Lucky I don't have a, uh, a kid because I know he wasn't worthy to be a father. And I don't want to bring a kid to the world just because of my own selfishness of wanting to be a parent. Mm -hmm. I know I can't provide a safe home for them. I Mm -hmm. choose not to have a child. So I have my cat and like a house full of shit. Mm -hmm. And what did I do at that time? I was so depressed. I was so depressed. And I remember I was um, teaching a hair and makeup private lesson from this beautiful young girl. And I know at that moment, I couldn't smile. Something that I treasure in my life is that I always feel like that there's hope, there's light, and there's my smile. But during that period, I lost all of that. And to my surprise, my students said that, oh my God, you were so amazing. You were teaching me all this stuff. I'm like, really? Honestly, I'm not even at 10% of my capacity. Mm-hmm. And I was being honest with her. And I said, how about I give you some extension because I feel like I'm not giving you my best mm-hmm. and I'm going through this. And she said, my auntie actually helped two people to declutter and clean houses. Maybe she can help you to move. And I'm like, Really? Because I really needed the help. I was so depressed that every single day I walk into a house that is so messy and I just walk straight into my room and I just wanted to curl up and hide. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do anything more than packing up. And so I had a chat to this lovely lady. I said, this is how much I have left. I really don't have much. This is all I have. And she said, okay, I'll take on your job. And guess what? Not just her coming in. Her whole family, including the oh. husband, come and help me. The husband actually built my uh, wardrobe over there and, and just helped me to school things together, like what oh. a man can do. I was so grateful for the help that I get. He helped me to move house um, and then going into my new place, setting myself up. 
I still remember coming back into the house that day that when everything is done, I walk back in, see my cat, and I said to her, we're safe. We are finally safe. And that was the moment I feel, wow, after all this year of trauma, I finally can find myself again. Mm -hmm. And I didn't waste time. <laughs> because I know if I only wanted to live 20 years, I wanted to be able to find a man that deserved my love. <laughs> exactly. So I started online dating. But my ex-husband was the first guy that I ever been with. So I don't understand what is dating. I don't understand men. Don't understand intimacy. Don't understand all of that. Because I hardly get any. <laughs> And oh. then I have to went for probably about 60 different um, relationship courses and books and things like that because I want to understand because I really don't know anything about relationship and intimacy. So before I become a confident coach, I was actually going to be a relationship coach because of how much <laughs> I study on relationship. <laughs> and I remember my friends, I know they're very supportive. Every single time when I tell them, oh, I'm actually seeing this person, I'm seeing this person, I'm seeing this person. Hey, I've got to keep my options open. Mm -hmm. I'm not tied down now. I need to find a white one, isn't it? I'm allowed to. And then it's like, oh my God, I can't even keep track with how many people you have. And I'm like, I'm not sleeping with them. I'm just seeing them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, okay, yeah. But is, is, don't you find it so tiring? Like seeing all these people and you become a professional data. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? If I know my worth, I know I'm valued, then I'm the prize. So if I want to get another prize, like winning the lottery, mm -hmm. I need to first go to the news agent and buy the ticket. Mm -hmm. If I don't buy the ticket, it won't get there. Exactly. So I put myself out there in the dating world and meeting people. Yes, you miss some scammers. You miss some amazing friends, which I did. We're still friends. And after about a year and a bit, I finally find my current partner. Aww. And he's beautiful. And the funny thing was, um, I was going for trauma therapy at that time. And I, I, I tell my trauma therapist all my dating things. And she's like, oh, it's like she have to have popcorns and things like that sitting down and listening to me. Because it was just so entertaining for her. Oh, oh And then and then she, we become really, really good friends. We're still friends to that, to, to today. And, and it's so funny. And she said that, oh, wow, you meet this amazing guy. Doesn't that he actually take off all your list that the person that you say you've been waiting for? And I'm like, really? Is he? Oh, okay. Let me go back to my checklist and have a look. Uh-huh. Oh, he is. But I wasn't treating him that way. I was cheating him with fear. I was cheating him with the moment of thinking that if anything goes wrong, if anyone have a red flag, I need to want. Yeah. I don't give him chances and I don't cooperate and I just got to one. Yeah. And what he did? The right person? He will just stick around yes. and work things out with you. Yes. So ladies and gentlemen, who is listening out there? Don't settle for second best. The right person, of course, treat them with respect. Mm -hmm. Like, don't be like me. Uh, my next book coming out is Do Not Do What Martha Did. You'll be very successful. <laughs> like the gateway, the fast way to success. <laughs> That's actually more my next book is going to call. Um, and, and the truth is that when we actually have respect, everything's starting to change. And during our relationship together, I started to learning NLP. I started to realize that how I was treating him, how, I, how much fear and scarcity that I have in my heart, that I was so afraid of being hurt. We all went there, isn't it? Being in an mm. abusive marriage for so long, every single little triggers, you're like, oh my God, I need to pack my back and run. Mm -hmm. I probably packed my back three times already in the two years of relationship that we had. Aww. But I finally realized it wasn't him. It was me. Yeah. That I was the scared bird. That I was scared to be hurt again. Not until I learned that, hey, even that I may get hurt again, I will not be as painful as the last time. 
because I have learned how to not hurt myself that badly. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I truly wanted to share with everyone. Don't be scared. I know it's scary. When you try something new, when you try to get out of your comfort zone, you will feel scared and you're afraid that you will go back into the same pain, same trauma, same uh, same uh, feelings that you were once in. Believe me, your body have learned. Your mind has learned. You have learned to be not in that painful state as you once was. Trust yourself and allow yourself to try. If I did give up, I would never find this beautiful person. Mm-hmm. He's a Navy, so he's not here all the time. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that we don't have the connection. I feel closer to him when he's not here mm-hmm. because I miss him more. And having this such beautiful, balanced relationship is something that I always dream of and too scared to have. I remember recently before he left, we went on, my mom won a family uh, photo shoot. It's like, hey, I want this $500 family photo shoot. Let's all dress up and go to the park and take some photos. So my whole family, I'm close to my family. Okay. And then, um, and then, and then when we were doing makeup that day, my hands started to shake. I started to have tears coming out of my eyes and I was hyperventilating. It's like I was having a panic attack. I didn't understand why. And he asked me, I I tell him, I said, baby, something is wrong with me. Something is going on. I'm having this flux of emotion. And then he was thinking, okay, so what's wrong? And I started just bawling out. I got my makeup on, I'm just bawling out. And I'm like, try to pat it as much as I can. Like I did put quite a bit on. And Martha, get and yourself I'm together. Like, yeah, saying. and I'm like, oh, need you like, you know, get that out, get that, we'll fix it. And then I'm like, I don't know, but I'm feeling very uneasy. I'm like, okay, babe, like, you know, baby, it's okay. Like, you know, we have to go, we have to go. I'm like, okay, get into the car. I was still crying. And then he just let me settle. He hold the space for me. Mm-hmm. Didn't say anything. Until he, uh, until I calmed down my tears and he asked me again, so what's going on? And because I have that time to process, I said, who the hell am I to be so happy? Mm-hmm. This is something that I dream of as a little girl. Having a beautiful family photo shoot together. Who the hell am I to be so happy? Am I worthy of this? Mm-hmm. And you know what he said to me? He didn't say to me that baby is okay. I love you or anything like that. No, he didn't. He's a very smart man. That's why I love him. Aww. He said to me, go and read your four books and then <laughs> and then tell yourself what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, immediately I smile and say, baby, that's why I love you. You're so intelligent. <laughs> And I immediately snap out of it and say, what the hell am I telling myself I'm not worthy? Look at all those books I've written. Look at all yeah. the success I have achieved. Who the hell am I not believing in myself that I'm worthy of this? So and I that's, snap out of it. That's a good response <laughs> because <laughs> he didn't um, he didn't uh, smoosh it up for you. He just said, go nah. and read your four books and then you come back and tell me what you think. <laughs> yeah. Because here you are doubting yourself, all the success that you have, and you're still doubting yourself in your mind, feeling as though you're not worthy. Yeah, that's why I'm like, it's funny. My first husband, when I said that I want, I want a man, all he has to do was being able to sing because I love singing. Mm-hmm. And I got him. And then I didn't look at all the other stuff, okay? I was 21 at that time. Gotcha. So there you go. That's what happened. And then when I... Uh, when I come out of the thing, I actually ask for three things. I ask for safety, security, and a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. And also someone that is more intelligent than I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm the smartest, but I am quite mentally capable mm-hmm. of, of dealing with stuff. EQ, I should call it EQ. Mm-hmm. I said, I need someone that who's smarter than me, mm-hmm. who I can look up to. 
and he's amazing. He's also a coach. He's also an NLP pack, so he can handle me. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, he's just like, oh, he's just the like you know the ideal partner that I've been I've been waiting for. And we just have this beautiful relationship now that he support me in everything that I do. He give me good feedback if I'm going into a, a situation like you want a business is never easy. Okay, mm-hmm. I I want multiple businesses, so it's never easy. You have up and down, mm-hmm. and being able to find someone that who understand. He haven't won businesses before, so on the business scale, he doesn't know. But he can still support me mm-hmm. in the ways that he needs to to let me know that it's okay to try. Yes, it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to actually share your success with me, and he won't be jealous of me. That's good because my ex husband did. The more successful I become, the more violent he become. Mm. The more self doubt he has, the more pity he become. And that's just speaking to her. Like I am not stupid. When I pick a man, that he was a good person until I become more successful. And it angered him. It did. It did in a way that I didn't know how to fix it back in the days. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was um he it was his uh confident level. That that was actually killing him. Mm-hmm. So learning this now that I know how to balance it with mm-hmm. Malcolm, and especially with him, is he understand as well? He doesn't mind mm-hmm. that. Ah,、uh, he loves seeing me successful. He he's he's. I remember when we were first dating. Um, because of COVID, it was because of COVID that I went into coaching. I was an international makeup artist, so、mm-hmm. I've traveled all over the world. I ah、uh, I teach people. On stage and things like that. During COVID, everything was shut down,、mm-hmm. so I got free shops all shut down, and I was in a, of course, in a financial pickle. How much when can you pay in your from your saving? It was really, really, really tough, and I'm pretty sure I probably cried for about two weeks because I just didn't know what to do. That was my only income. All my expenses, all my investment was in the wedding industry because、mm-hmm. I just love it so much. I love people so much,、mm-hmm. and then.、Um, And then he suggested, "Say you are so inspirational. You have so much knowledge. You've been a trainer for over ten years. Why don't you learn to become a coach?" And I'm like, "Really? I can do that? Like、mm-hmm. I didn't know I can. I can do mental side of things because I see the most insecure woman sitting in front of me all the time.、Mm-hmm. The people who are sitting on someone's makeup chair, they will not tell you, 'I love my skin. I love my eyes. My face is perfect.' They would not say that.、Mm-hmm. What would they say?" My eyes is too small. My nose is too flat. My face is too big. That's the only thing I can hear from them. You will never hear someone sitting in front of my chair, even their celebrity or whoever it is. They will not tell you that they're happy with themselves. So I deal with insecure women every single day.、Mm-hmm. That's what I've been doing for the last sixteen years. I didn't know I can use my knowledge, my training, to help them to feel, wow. I am actually beautiful. No、mm-hmm. matter makeup is just a tool; it's not a necessity. It's only a tool to make us feel better. If you feel like putting some makeup on, great, do it, no problem. If you don't feel like it, which that's what I normally do ninety percent of my day, wonderful. And people say you're a makeup artist. Yes, I am. I'm an international makeup artist. Top fifteen in Australia too. Doesn't mean I need to wear makeup every single day because I feel good about myself,、mm-hmm. and that's where my confidence was actually coming in. And Malcolm actually gave me the title, super confident coach. I said I want to be a confident coach, and then he said, "Why don't you call yourself super confident coach?" And I'm like, "Really? I could do that? Oh, I'm a bit nervous.、Oh. Like, don't worry about it. Took me about three months to get used to it because, like, it, it does take a bit of a time, like, for you to build up that confidence to realize that you know what? I do believe in myself. I do believe in what I say. I know I can help other entrepreneurs." Help other career women、mm-hmm. who needs to wear masks as well, like I did every single day. The more successful they are, the heavier their mask is,、mm-hmm. because it's we don't show people our weakness. We think that asking for help was a weakness.、Mm-hmm. We just toughen up and soldier on and get with it.、Mm-hmm. But inside, we were craving for someone that will help us, craving for someone to listen to us. Craving for that little bit of support that we can get that sounding board, so we can lift up ourselves as well.、Exactly. And I'm grateful to have so many mentors in my life that who have helped me up and lift me up. 
I'm so grateful for uh, Malcolm giving mm-hmm. me that support that I need during this time. And then, like, to my surprises in when I was running my business, within three months, I was already at what other people was thinking, like, that is the target go 10K month. Like, I was already at that three months into my coaching business. And oh, everyone asked, good. how did you do it? How did you do it? How did you do it? And that's how I become a, a business coach for coaches as well. So I help two kind of people. One person is the woman, the career woman who needs support mm-hmm. in confidence and finding themselves again, finding that voice, but not the angry voice, mm-hmm. not the masculine voice, but the feminine voice in them. Mm-hmm. So they can have a balance in their life. So they don't become this person that have nails stepping on everyone. Yes. They become this person that people want to join and work with them. And that's the big difference. And I also help new coaches to build up their business so they can follow my step as well into achieving the goals that they want. Because I was when I transitioned from the confident coach to a business coach, mm-hmm. I was having that battle as well because my mission is to have no woman should suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. That I don't want any other woman to suffer for bullying silently, to suffer for sexual abuse silently, to suffer in domestic abuse silently, who suffers in, in their, their, their struggle in building their business, building their career silently. I don't want that to happen. So when I transitioned to a business coach, I was a bit worried that I would leave those people behind. And I was talking to one of a trauma coach in uh, a boot camp that we went to when we were studying. And she said, you know what? The people who wants to find you, mm-hmm. they will. You will never leave those people behind. You mm-hmm. just need to be you. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, you're right. Because I want to help coaches to become a better coach so they can help even more people. Because I'm only one person. I can only do so much. My goal is to expand my nonprofit organization, the mm-hmm. Confident Project, to all over the world for people who could not afford coaching and to give them some sessions to help them to be on the right path and get on their way. Mm-hmm. That's my goal into doing that. Now, Mar- and, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Martha. No, 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 no. All good, all good. <laughs> so I had a few questions for you. I wanted to go back into your childhood. Now, you had been married in your first marriage for 19 years, you said. Mm. You had been bullied at school from the age of six years old, mm. from what you can remember, and sexual molestation you dealt with as mm. a child. Was it someone in the family? It was a relative, that an uncle that I actually know. Oh. And it was it was when I was very young. It was from... Like, we have family gatherings, and mm-hmm. I remember we go to their house, and then he would take me to a room looking at neon lighting, and then he started to touch me all over. I didn't know what it was until oh. I was older. I How didn't long know did that it was place? not. Probably went for about a year or oh. more. I can't even remember anymore, but it was just, it was a memory that I literally blocked in myself. Gotcha. I, I did because I it literally blocked it. Not, not until I went into the self-development and self-help industry. Mm-hmm. All those memories was blocked because gotcha. I didn't even want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then all of that sudden to come up and say, like, oh my God, like I think the first person I saw was my partner. I said, I have not told anyone about this. I have mm-hmm. not told a soul in the world, but I'm sending you this. He was, he was away on deployment and I was sending him this email and he just accepted me as me. He he didn't look down on me or anything like that. He just accepted me as me. Every single day he looked at me and said, there's more story in you. I said, yeah. Oh. I had I, I didn't even know I have that many stories inside of me until uh, until the more that I look into myself and allowing myself to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Because at first, I was this woman that you will never know what's happening behind my mask. You will never know. I will pretend to be the happiest person on stage. I'll pretend that I'm the one that who's loudest, who's um like who's out there and everyone can follow me. I'm a leader. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as I get off that stage, that's when the pain comes in. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, your smile don't lie. Yeah. The one thing that it doesn't lie. I look at my photos 10 years ago. It was my birthday three months ago and my partner wasn't here. I was in lockdown. I'm like, oh, so sad. But then... When I'm looking at my photo uh, from Facebook memory, 
mm-hmm. that is said for the last 10 years, like before the two years I met my current partner, I have a look at the photos. None of them was a photo of me smiling in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. My smile was like this. You could tell it was That fake. was my photo holding a cake like this. That was the only photo I can find. And then everything else was luxury items. Mm-hmm. Flowers, cake, fine dining, my Louis Vuitton fan bag, whatever that you said. That was my life for that long. And the last two years once I met him, the photo that I took the year, the first year we met was uh, we were at the Snowy Mountain. I have no makeup on, have a really cute bun, like, you know, those those snow hat. And I just took a photo selfie of myself. I can see my freckles coming out. I can see all my skin falls. It was cold. But I have the most genuine, beautiful smile. And I have a look at the photo ever since I've been with him, comparing to what I have for the last 30, 30 years of my life. Mm-hmm. The smile doesn't lie. I am so happy now. And all my friends said, said to me, I recently posted a photo of me 13 years ago doing my makeup with a client. I said, oh, uh, do you think I have changed? And everyone said that, yeah, you have changed. Because look at your smile. Yeah. Look at your smile today. It's truly genuine. You're definitely right about that because a smile in a picture, when someone takes mm-hmm. a picture and if you compare how from the negative in their life to the positive in their life, it makes a huge difference, Martha. And if you really look at someone's smile, you can tell if they're suffering or not. I definitely agree with you 100%. And I wanted to comment on when you started talking about the masculine and the feminine, the masculine and the feminine energy. That's something I had to learn myself even how to balance. Because with the trauma that I had been through, I didn't realize that I was projecting a lot of masculine energy to my husband. And I had to learn how to bring it down, Shirley, because he he, somebody has to be feminine and it definitely ain't going to be him. So I'm going to have yeah. to bring it a whole couple notches down because I was projecting that masculine energy to the point where it was just ridiculous, Martha. Yeah, it really uh, was. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I was that person. And then like, like when Malcolm tell me that, oh, you're so controlling. What do you mean by controlling? I'm just caring. What are you talking about that? Yep. I'm just caring. I didn't know the difference between care and control. So this is what I learned that Mm -hmm. I love to share with everyone. It's like you're giving a kid something to eat. Mm -hmm. Have it is very good for you. Have it is very good for you and and it's very nice, tasty. Have it. Have it because I tell you so, because it's very good for you. It's good for your long-term health. And then you started to bring all those benefits in it, but that's your perception. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the kid's perception. Mm -hmm. So what I was doing was that using my care my perception, my belief, and my value projected onto another person mm-hmm. by all my masculine energy. So it's like he's a very masculine guy, and then I'm very masculine. So we're like fighting like there's no tomorrow. Not really. But <laughs> the truth is, it's just like I can feel the energy shift now in me yeah. when I'm actually with him, yeah. that I become softer. Not that I'm quiet. Like I never will actually say, okay, if I don't like something, I will tell him. Like mm-hmm. this, despite that, if I have teas come out or things like that, doesn't matter. I will still share with him. I'll, that's the one thing I promise him. I'll be always be honest with you. Good. If you don't do something right, I will call you out. Good. And if I do something bad, you're welcome to actually say it to me. I may cry, I may chuck a fuss, but then I'll accept <laughs> it and then move on, okay? That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. And I know what you mean by, you know, you're not, you're still masculine, but you are finding good balance. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing to do. Now, I wanted to ask you, 19 years you were in this marriage. And mm-hmm. at your 40th birthday, that's when you realize, okay, enough is enough. And you mm-hmm. even admit, you said you met him when you were 21. You also said he was the first everything. So mm-hmm. when did you realize the red flags started to project their little head what year into the relationship and why do you think three months after we got what martha (laughs) three months yeah three months so you really stuck it through trying Mm -hmm. to make it work Uh, i didn't think that marriage was just that oh what before i signed the paper i Mm -hmm. said yeah if i don't like him i just get a divorce when you sign the paper it's a completely different feeling i feel like that i'm responsible for him 
I feel like that I'm responsible for this marriage. I feel like that I need to work on my best to make sure that I have tried absolutely everything before mm. I give up. Okay. So three months into our marriage, he was already not coming home. He was already partying at night. And then I would be this stupid woman sitting at a bus stop at 3 a.m. in the morning, sitting down, waiting for him to come home for two hours just because I was that needy. I was the needy. I admit it because... Martha, why the... are you at the bus stop? Why didn't you just stay home? I don't know. I really don't know. I actually just got out and wait, wait for him at the bus stop, just hoping that I will see his bus coming in and, and wait for him. Like those night buses, like that is very far away. Is this and, a, and, an Australian and thing? No, no, no. I was actually in Hong Kong. I oh, you were in Hong Kong, Kong at I the met, time. I met him in Hong Kong. I, oh. I've been in Australia for over over 30 years. But then on my 20, 20 just before I was 21st, I went to Hong Kong okay. for a three months holiday. Okay. And that's when I met him. And oh. when I met him, I stayed there for three years before I came back to Australia. And he came with you? He came with me until that time. Oh, okay. So, yeah, in, in, in the thing, yeah, three months I started to see, like, first three months I was smiling every single day. It was absolutely, like, the most sweet thing because I was so needy. Mm. I was bullied to the point that no one in the school was talking to me for three whole years. I was bullied to the point that I never had a birthday party after the age of probably 13 or 14 because someone actually came into my house and draw, used glue to glue our keyhole uh, on the front door and draw my name on my, dad's, on my dad's car. That was how much I was bullied. So I never had a birthday party since that age until I was 40. That was the big moment, that the first birthday party I had for all this year. Okay. Okay. Wow. So you were, were you raised in Hong Kong? I was raised in Hong Kong until I was 10. And then okay. we moved over here when we was 11. Okay. And at 21, like just before 21, I went to Hong Kong for a holiday with my friend for three months. Okay. And uh, it was good for me because I started working as a part-timer at Patty's Market, which is a place that is like a market. I sell okay. pictures Okay. for since the age of 13. Okay. And because I always look mature, they didn't know I was that young until I, one day I tell them that I was only 13 years old. I was like, oh, I'm using child labor. I was like, but I'm fine. Like, I work well. <laughs> I have that beautiful work ethics. So I was the supervisor of the two store that they have there. What? Like I was just When really did you go to school, Martha? I still go to school. I still go to school five days a week and then go to the Paddy's Market and work two days a week. So I was very busy my whole life. I was used to it. From the age of 13, I never have to ask my parents for one cent. Okay. okay. I didn't have to ask them for money. They like, were okay with wealthy. you working? Oh, they're fine. Like, they love it because it's like, oh, good. Like, you know, you're not very smart. Then go and work. Like, that's Asian. Like, you know, they, oh. they, they do that. Like, either you're a lawyer, you're a accountant, or like a doctor. <laughs> if you're not any of that, go and work. That's that's, that's how they think. So I, okay. I, I didn't mind it because I enjoy working. I enjoy having okay. that independency and, and, and customer service and all of that. And I was there for five years. Okay. Before I move on into doing, uh, I was in uh, Ken Dong at the, at the airport. And in the airport, what is good about it, they have morning shift, afternoon shift, and evening shift. Yes. You know what I did? I actually have two jobs. I was working for another company called Orwatton, a mm -hmm. leather company, in the morning at 6 o'clock to uh, about afternoon. Mm -hmm. Then I work on a night shift at, at, at Ken Dong. So I was saving good money. Like I was like I was good at saving money at that time. That's so good. I went to Hong Kong quit my job, not really quit my job, took a three months holiday. Uh -huh. And and then I just like went and, and be in Hong Kong. And then I remember, I still remember the, the day I met him. I I was on like ICQ. I, I don't know if you guys, any of like the older people actually remember. What's ICQ? That was ICQ. It was ICQ. before Facebook. It was before Facebook. It was before Skype. It was before all of that. So there's a communication channel, just like Messenger, uh, that called ICQ. That was very long time ago. And I met a guy there. And he's a much older guy. Okay. But uh, he was really nice. And I said, I'm going to Hong Kong. Let's meet in Hong Kong. And we, we did. So he was a man, one of this person's uh, friend. Okay. okay. Like, so he wasn't the guy that I was talking to. But he was a man, those friends okay. that they have in there. 
And I still remember that one day he was wearing this white top with like no collar and he, he he's he's good looking okay i'm very lucky the guys that i actually dated are, are, the first, are actually quite good the first, the first the first husband first person okay. yeah first husband he is actually quite good looking and he just walked down and was like wow this guy looks good and then we went to karaoke of course because i love karaoke and he can sing as well so that was my only two requirement because i have money at that time i was smart i didn't need to do worry anything about that so that was it it was just like two and a half months about time decision time for me to either go or stay he used my wing i was having a diamond wing on myself already like at that age and then and then uh he knew down and say why don't you marry me and stay here with me and i did and i still remember we went to the peak and then bought a matching wing and we have no reception it was a little bit of a uh, went to the registry i wasn't wearing a wedding dress i did my own hair and makeup the only thing i feel like a bride that day was my bouquet my family did not even know. Martha. I was too scared to tell my family. I think your <laughs> hitch wedding is tops it all for all my freaking guests. Martha, you met this guy and literally like he takes the ring off of your finger. I need to repeat this. I know. And this is what he offers as a proposal. <gasps> and Martha's mm -hmm. just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> That was how needy I was. Oh, shit. I was red flag, red flag, red love. flag. But, you know, this is what my therapist told me, too. At mm. such a young age, you know, hubby and I have been together since we were 15, 16, Martha. Of mm. course, you were older. You were 21. But you know what I realized? At that age, you have no motherfucking idea what it means yep. to cultivate a healthy relationship. A relationship mm -hmm. is all about an experience. And with each new mm -hmm. partner, you're experiencing a new situation. But mm. when you're young... Like I'm 38 now and I'm still, mm. you know, I'm still, I still consider myself young and I'm still learning. But mm. when I look at 15, 16, 17, mm. 18 year old Shirley, yeah. stupid when it comes to <laughs> what is required of a healthy relationship. I had no fucking idea, Martha. None. I agree. I agree. I was the same because otherwise, why would I stay in an abusive marriage for 19 years? Yeah, but Why you didn't know any that? better. And you know, it's I not good. You, can't, you didn't know any better. And I made a promise to his dying mom. One of the reasons why we moved back to Australia was because his mom passed away. Oh. And I remember that I said to her that, don't worry, I'll look after him. And I kept that promise to the best way. I, I'm a very loyal person. And mm. I say what I say. I do what I say I will do. I don't, I don't limbo, I don't uh, regret, I don't do any of that. Even from a young age, I think it's because that I've been in the society for such a long time, since the age 13. So mm -hmm. I took responsibility of every single word I said. Mm -hmm. I was a supervisor of marketing since the age of 21. Mm -hmm. I was working in Hong Kong, I was only 21. I was supervisor in marketing already. So people saw that quality in me from a very young age. Mm -hmm. So I kept that in me, in, in, in knowing that I need to maintain my promise. So we have good days, we have bad days. And the good days are sweet. Like he will buy me the most luck because he thinks that buying you luxury gift is a, a form of loving. Mm. He doesn't like, I always say to him that one handbag does not satisfy me from all the things that you said to me. Yeah. But yeah. he thinks that it was just payback already. So mm. what are you talking about? That's like a $5,000 bag. So yeah. He doesn't understand doesn't that's not anything. that's not my language. I don't understand that's that. That's normal language. No, you no. need to figure something out. This is not mm. maybe another woman that might satisfy mm. their needs, but not me. This is not how yeah. I want you to show me, me love. Yeah. So mm. Mm. was he way older than you? No, he's only five years older. Oh, that's than not me. a lot. That's not anything out of the that's ordinary. You're 21. Lot. He's still in his 20s. So you both are yeah. still young, a young couple. Yeah. Okay. And can I ask you, you were with him for 19 years. We're both women. Mm. I do mm. feel as though when it comes to conceiving, mm. women have a lot of control over that more than men do. It takes two to tango. But did you intentionally make a decision not to get pregnant, Martha, because you knew? I I fall pregnant within three months that we were together. Oh. And I couldn't hold a baby. 
I couldn't hold it. My body didn't actually allow it. So I took the decision of not to actually give birth to the beautiful boy that I'm supposed to have. And it still haunts me. It still haunts me until the day that I went into a psychic and she said that there's a little boy next to you. And I was just burst out crying because I have not told anyone. And then she's like, oh, but don't worry. He become a scholar and he's really good. He's doing like he's helping people all around the world. And I'm like, that's exactly what I would do because I love helping people. And I'm like, I call him my guardians now. Like, so his name is Guardian. And oh. he is just my guardians too, who help me on the, all the way. And I never fall pregnant again, which is a good thing because I never really uh, wanted to have a kid mm-hmm. with him. So it just didn't happen afterwards. And uh, like, even with my current partner, I don't want to have a kid anymore. I'm 30, 43 this year. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit, I'm already too old for it. doesn't mean I can't conceive. My friend was just telling me like, you can still conceive. So yeah, I don't want to. that's the new thing that's now, Martha, truth. pregnant at 40. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to. I love my life. I mm-hmm. love the fact that I can just leave my cat and my sister-in-law and then I can travel. Like I love traveling. Like my cat is already my baby, okay? She's a handful. She's called the destroyer. That's that's how, how lovely she is. She's absolutely amazing. <laughs> without her, I can't leave. Uh, pretty much that, uh, like without her, it's just crazy. And, and that's enough for me. Like mm-hmm. I particularly didn't mind to find a man that have a kid like malcolm has a child okay so he 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 has a uh nine-year-old girl so i'm happy and they are in a very good relationship with his ex-partner so i'm fine with his ex-partner as well like we get together we have dinner and stuff like that doesn't trouble me um that's really open person (laughs) like that's healthy you know it's uh, just like it doesn't trouble me at all when it's not always like that when you have a uh what you call it what's the word i'm looking for martha when you have a um uh uh what's the word i'm looking for now when you have a uh not multiple not multiple family well, i'll think of the word later extended yes, extended family an extended family it's good mm-hmm. when all parents can coexist yeah. without mm-hmm. it being a fight because the children need it. It's healthy for the mm. child when they can say, yeah. wait a minute, that's my dad. That's my mom. Yeah. But that's stepmom. Okay. And they're all in the room together. So this is normal. This is okay. This yeah. is how it should be. She needs, the nine-year-old needs to see that. Yeah. Because you don't know what her relationship is going to be. We don't know if she's going to yeah. want children. We don't know if she's going to meet a guy with children. So she needs to yeah. see what healthy is. So that is good that you guys mm. are doing that in front of her. Yeah. Now, uh, well, I totally don't mind. Yeah, that's good. Now, I wanted to ask you, when you said you went to a boot camp, was this after mm. you had left your husband? And was the boot camp like therapy when you say boot camp? What exactly uh, was it? We. Uh, it was during the time that I was doing my uh, coaching. Uh, the first coaching courses I went to was a complete bomb. I oh. have to say that that $6,000 that I spent on that coaching was really uh. not what I was expecting. Yeah, that's why people, if you're looking for a coach, be very careful. It is, there's a lot a lot of non-satisfaction places outside. Oh, so wow. be very careful and have a really good talk with the person and see if you can align with them. So that's also, in saying that, that's also my inspiration why. I developed my own courses for coaches because I have seen enough of people getting burned, Mm -hmm. paying for a course that they don't have any support. And I actually offer one-on-one support to my clients so they can actually get the help they need despite any situation. So that's what I offer to my people. So like in saying that, that was my second course that I went to. I spent over $50,000 on myself on learning self-development NLP, uh, law of attractions, intuitive intelligence. I learn all of that. And the grateful thing is Malcolm is also a coach. So I get to learn his PhD in coaching as well. He has so a I'm PhD so in coaching. Yeah, PhD in coaching. So I I've never it. heard of that. So, That's such a thing. You could it's, get your it's, PhD. It's a course that he's, uh, yeah, he's actually a course that he's doing. It's called PhD. So oh he's, uh, it's, it's a very comprehensive course. So I actually get to learn that as well, which is amazing. So I love him for it. And, and, and that's how you become this person that who are very equipped. Mm-hmm. A lot of business coaches out there or life coaches out there, they hardly got any clients. They don't know how to actually deal with situation. And it's true. The more people you deal with, the better you become. Mm-hmm. And it is about experience. And I do get talked down. I say, what? You've only been in the industry for what? Uh, like, you know, a year and a bit. Like, how experienced are you? 
I'm like, I've been dealing with people for over a long time. Yes. And I have been running my business since the age of 26. Yes. Whatever you don't know, I actually know because I have won multiple businesses in my life. Mm -hmm. And I was very successful. I only need to work two days a week and that's it. That's all I have to work on. So coming into a new industry, it was okay for me. It wasn't too bad because I sort of used the same strategies that I use in the makeup world and building up my business going into this business as well. Mm -hmm. So it built up really fast. I was able to become a six-figure coach within 12 months. So people say, oh my God, that's just crazy. Like, you know, how do you do that? And I was like, a lot of hard work and knowing what to do. And, and you mastered the, your craft. I mastered my craft and understanding vulnerability is not a weakness. Mm -hmm. That is the one thing. Entrepreneur people, this mask is very heavy mm -hmm. and vulnerability is like the most scary thing they ever have to face. Mm -hmm. Being not perfect is scary to them. For me, I'm like, oh, I make a mistake. <laughs> a bad spelling. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, bad grammar. Okay. Do you understand it? Do you understand it? Great. Done. That's my purpose. Done. Mm -hmm. Intentionally exactly. served. So I have that confidence now to actually understand it. But when I first started, I didn't. I was crying about it for three days when people was just trying to help me screenshot. I said, that's a bad spelling. That's a bad air grammar. And I was crying about it for about mm. three days. But they were just trying to help me. So there's nothing wrong with them. Mm -hmm. It's just me. I wasn't strong enough. Until the day I put a post out and say, I'm a confident mistake creator. Oh, I like that. I'm a confident I mistake creator. Creator. I make mistake, but I'm confident about it. And I'm okay to make mistake because it's not a failure. It's just another learning. I have learned another way not to do something. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I see life now. In It's like we always want to say things that are like, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't want that. In law of attraction, we don't say no, don't, or not. We actually say, I'm in the progress of getting abundance well. I'm in the process of getting love. I'm in the process of doing that. Doesn't that energy feels a lot nicer? Mm -hmm. Instead of, I don't want this, I don't want that. I want that, I want this, no problem as well. You can say, I want it, and I have it. I want it, and I have it. That's the difference. The world, the universe gives you things, there's no negative or positive because every single thing has positive and negative. Just like a pen here, mm -hmm. the positive is I can write, the negative is it make my hand sore. There's always a negative and positive. Mm -hmm. But what do we focus on? I choose to focus on the, pens, the, 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 the pen as that it can help me to write, put my message down and remind me instead of the fact that I'm having nail marks on my hands and things like that. So what do we choose to focus on? Any relationship that we have with people around us, there's always a good and bad relationship. One thing that could happen, but when you're vibrating at a different energy level, you could be telling, oh, like, you look silly today. One sentence. If my partner said that to me, I would say, ha, 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 really? <laughs> Instead of, what are you talking about? <laughs> that insecurity come out. I said, what do you mm -hmm. think that I look silly today? Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> That's looking at the negative. Mm -hmm. But if he said to me, say, oh, really? I love it. I love it too. I know you love it, baby. Thank you. That's what I say to him now. I won't have that insecurity. Mm -hmm. And when you master your confidence, that's when the insecurity will go away. Mm -hmm. Because that's what people doesn't understand is that when you have insecurity, it eat up on you every single day. And it's hard. It's so hard. And then you think, oh, it's harder. It's harder. When you keep telling yourself it's hard, it's never going to happen. But when you tell yourself that I'm in the process of overcoming this, that's when things starting to move. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth because I have tried it so many times. I have to try it so many times that it got me out of every situation. That's one of the reasons why I'm learning at the moment, intuitive intelligence. Mm -hmm. I'm never a spiritual person. Like I don't do yoga, I don't go to churches, but I have respect for all religions. Mm -hmm. I have respect for all culture, all people, because I believe people, we're just human. We, de we despite of our, our ways, our color, our age, doesn't matter. We're just human. Yep. Okay. We deserve the same right. We deserve all the same, the same. Man or woman, doesn't matter. We're just human. 
are living in this world, breathing the same air, exactly the same thing. So for me, I feel like that when we know to how to control our vibration, mm-hmm. to flick things and look at things in a much more positive way, even someone said that you look silly. You're like, oh, really? I think it looks really cool too. Thank you for commenting on it. Exactly the same sentence. But our reaction, the control come back to us. Yes. Because we can choose what it is. I starting to say this sentence to myself now. Whenever that I'm having a triggers, whenever, like, like I said, we have triggers, we have emotions. It's mm-hmm. completely normal. And then I said, do I give the power to the people who hurt me or do I choose to take the power back so I am more powerful than the people who hurt me and I repeat that again Mm -hmm. you are more powerful than the person who hurt you as long as you choose not to give that power away a lot of us get whole and trapped by something called history the past we get trapped by it so much that we can't breathe sometimes we stay in that emotion that happened 30 years ago mm-hmm. why there's no return on investment yeah but but it's comforting is knowing i know how it feels so it's not scary anymore but what is the return on investment? I'm a very business-minded people. You are. Return on investment. Ask yourself, what is the return on investment? By holding on to that pain. If there's none, why are you doing it to yourself? And you know, Martha, that's a good way of looking at it. Why are you holding on to that pain? What is your return of investment by doing that? Mm-hmm. There is none. There is zero. Because at some point mm-hmm. you have to let go to be able to live the life that you want, that you desire, that -hmm. you aim for. Your past is your past. You can't continue Mm -hmm. to consistently beat yourself up about it every Mm -hmm. living, aching moment of the day. It serves you no purpose. serves you no purpose at all. Now, I wanted to ask you, what is one piece of advice before we go today that you want to offer to women who went from tragedy to triumph because your story is absolutely tragedy to triumph because you've admitted to us that the 19 years that you were in that relationship and we're not even focusing on the trauma that you went through in your childhood the 19 years you were in that relationship you admittedly say three months in I knew shit was going downhill but week after week month after month year after year you stayed you stayed You stayed, you stayed. And Martha, there is a woman out there right now listening that is in this same situation. Mm. Rather emotional abuse, uh, physical abuse, verbal abuse that's in a relationship right now and can't seem to understand why can't I just walk away? And you know, one thing my therapist had said before you give your comment is he said that person obviously is getting some sense of comfort that it's not easy for them to walk away. It's easy for someone on the outside of the box to be like, just Mm -hmm. climb out. Why the fuck Mm -hmm. you just don't climb out? It's a Mm -hmm. lot easier said than done. I completely agree with you. The reason why I didn't step out was, again, my neediness. Mm -hmm. I was too scared, too old, too fat, too ugly, because that was what I've been told, Mm -hmm. that to find someone else. And God, I can pull everyone wrong. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. And the thing is, for those people who were in my position, you don't need to listen to what other people say because they're not you. But ask yourself, if you only have another 10 days to live, mm-hmm. what do you want in your life? You only have 10 days left. What do you want in your life? Do you want it to stay like this? Or are you starting to have that little bit of a bravery to find the life that you want? So you have the next 10 days, a happy one. Mm-hmm. Don't look at it in a three months, six months, oh, way too long. Back in the days when I was in that situation, 
I couldn't even look up past a week. Mm-hmm. So 10 days was already a very big ask. So ask yourself, I only got 10 days left. What do I want? Despite what everyone else is saying. Mm-hmm. And once you ask yourself that if you want what I want at that moment, I just want to be happy. Mm-hmm. Then start asking the people around you, what support can you give me if I choose to get out? Because that's what I did. I know I couldn't do it alone. I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't uh, financially independent enough. And I did not ask my parents. Mm -hmm. My parents didn't know. Because I was that tough and I don't want them to worry as well. Mm -hmm. So I didn't ask my parents. So I asked all my friends. And there's a lot of people out there that can help you. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of support group out there. Even though you say, oh, oh, he, like, narcissist will literally block you from anyone that you know. Yeah. Go into those women's shelters. Go into those women hotline. They even have, like, you know, websites that you can go into. They have a separate page. If someone walk into the womb, you can pretend that you're shopping for something. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. So don't be scared, okay? Buy a SIM card that you can actually change into so you they can't check your phone record. Oh, that's do a something good one, for Martha. yourself. A SIM yeah, card. Do something for yourself. A SIM card is cheap. Go into supermarket, sneak it into in there, and just buy that SIM card for yourself for your phone to call. Get to a next door neighbor or someone like that. That I say, do you mind if I borrow your phone? Mm-hmm. Like that. But keep this quiet with me. Ask for help because when you're starting to ask for help, people will help you. Mm-hmm. You'll be very very surprised. I didn't know that. I thought I was the only failure in the world. I didn't know that there were so many people who was just like in my position. There were so many kind people outside. When I moved my house, if I didn't met my uh, friend that who did decluttering, I won't, I don't even know how I'm going to move. I really don't know. And if I didn't help have my friend that was willing not even to take the bond for my rental place, uh, she said, no, don't worry about the bond. Just come in and leave. Mm-hmm. If you can't pay for the rent, I could support you for about a month or two. And she had two child herself. She mm. worked on a job that is t- paying $16 per hour. And even she helped me onto yeah. that. I said, don't worry, I'm okay. I'll pay you onto, I can pay the rent for a month, but I don't have any more than that. And guess what? When you want it bad enough, the universe will help you. Yes. And immediately I got some jobs that gave me a few thousand dollars up front. The lady was so good. She Put me in for two weddings and that was six thousand dollars right there and just she just pay me straight away. That's and I was just so grateful for that that I can pay my removalers, I can pay my cleaners, I could pay a little bit of a win, and I, I would just keep going into my life and to doing it. The universe will look after you if you allow it mm-hmm. and surrender to it. Mm-hmm. Whatever have happened to you is not your fault. Whatever is happening to you. It's not your fault. Don't think that because you choose to be in that situation, it's your fault. Mm -hmm. It's just because you don't know what's better. I didn't know what was better outside. I didn't know I could meet such a beautiful, amazing man. I thought that I would be all wrinkly, ugly, and because all those labels that they've been telling me, all this label that they have shared with me, I thought that was me. I didn't know I could find my sense of belonging next to him. Yeah. And I love to share this story. Very, very quick last story to share with all of you. I found me at a nightclub when I was on a drag and dine show with Malcolm, my partner. Mm-hmm. We went on to this show together. And that night, I was wearing something very revealing because I just feel like it. And he said, "Baby, you look beautiful. You do look like a uh, you do look like a a, a very expensive hawker." But you <laughs> <do>. <laughs> <laughs> he's like that. And then I said, "Oh, thank you, baby, because that means that I'm super sexy." I said, "Yeah, you are. Great. I'm happy with that." So see that confidence shift. Yeah. And then when we were there. I started to see the drag queen standing on the bar and dancing and things like that. And I started singing out of the top of my lungs. I started to dance with them. I was like shading my hands and everything onto there. And I did peek at him. I peek to see his reaction. My ex-husband or my family would say, 
You're too loud. You're embarrassing yourself. You are an embarrassment. Shut up. Like you are just embarrassing. You're not worthy of this. That's the old voice that had been always in my head. So I was scared. So I pick on him. He just laughed. He mm. just having a great time with me. And that night was the night I peel off all those fucking labels yeah. that have been put on me. All those unworthiness, I'm too loud, I'm, I'm embarrassing, I'm this and that. It been all peeled off. I was me at that night. And that one was when I realized I finally find my sense of belonging mm -hmm. next to him. Not that I belong to him, but I found me. And I'm proud to be me. So Not ladies, true. if you got girlfriends to go out and actually do something like that, do it. Because that's the moment when you're truly yourself and you can tell yourself it's time to peel off those fucking labels yep. that they've been burdened into you for all your life. You are worthy. You can peel off those labels now and tell yourself that you are you. Just the perfect you. The imperfect you is perfect. Be that person and mm -hmm. you are allowed to. I like how you said earlier, no woman should suffer in silence. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. And that's that's the truth because no woman should suffer in silence. Don't be scared to yep. speak up and to voice yourself. And Martha said it best. Remove those labels because you are mm -hmm. not what people say that you are. Very true. Martha, this was an awesome conversation. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on the show, sharing your story with everyone, our listeners, because trust and believe me, um, I get feedback all the time. And this is definitely going to resonate with our listeners, because I love where you are right now. You basically took all that garbage. And you just let free of it, let it go. Within 12 months, your business is absolutely prospering because you are making mm. over six figures. I mean, mm. that alone is a blessing. The universe is just blessing mm. you like, we got you, Martha. 19 years you suffered, but we got you now. Don't worry. You know, mm. this is such a blessing. I'm so grateful. Yeah. I'm so grateful. And starting to realize that how blessed I am. Like, mm -hmm. I recently did... um. Uh, an open letter to my ex mm -hmm. to actually talk about that I forgive him. And the one thing that ladies you need to remember is to forgive yourself as well. Absolutely. Not just to forgive that person, but to forgive yourself. Yeah. And you are allowed to. Yep. Absolutely. Forgiveness with yourself is first and then, you know, forgive others, you know, and mm -hmm. also remember that it is okay. You have to forgive yourself. Number one. And, let go of the negativity. Even if that person is holding anything about the mm -hmm. situation, that's not of your concern. Because remember, it starts with you. It starts exactly. with you. So as always, when we end this episode, Martha, thank you for being a guest on the show. And listeners, thank, thank you, you for, for listening. No problem. And remember to love yourself, voice yourself, and be yourself to the next episode. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Fumpale Podcast. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I want to hear from you. Head on over to the website or join our Facebook community and comment your favorite part of the show or share your thoughts. I want to hear what you have to say. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Chat with you next week.